Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your infinite wisdom, Lord, that you give to all who ask of you liberally, Lord, and we thank you that you have blessed us with unique personalities, Lord, and gifts and talents that we can bring back and use for your glory, Lord. We thank you for this time together in the word, God, that you would share more about you with each of us, Lord, and our listeners and our partners, Lord, and that we can experience all your blessings that you have for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are excited to have you with us as we continue our study and discussion of the Word in the book of Acts. So this morning we're in chapter 10. Um, but I'd just like to thank everyone for joining us, and I'd like to especially thank our partners who, again, have joined with us in the work of the ministry in a number of different ways, and just how you've been a blessing to us and so many others by, of course, your prayers an immense blessing and always always uh, i'll say required but but necessary and we're thankful for them and of course by sowing financially into the ministry and by liking sharing and subscribing on these episodes and the number of platforms and even by commenting on them so i mean that they've all been a blessing especially to us but i know for for many others as well it's helping them grow in their relationship with the Lord, ensuring that the gospel is preached throughout the four corners of the earth. But also, the the reality is it's helping build the Lord's house. So I'd just like to thank you for partnering with us in the work of the ministry. And thank you. That being said, let's get into the Word, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why we're here. So can I get a volunteer to read from Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 23, please? I will. All right, Charles. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion, what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw in a vision, and he saw clearly in a vision, an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, "What is it, Lord?" So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. And when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened in an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. And it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. 
And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. Now while Peter wondered in himself what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry, inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am he whom you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nation of the Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. Then he invited them in and lodged there, and lodged them. On the next day, Peter went away with them, and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So at this time, we're going to do what is our, our normal custom and open the floor up to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you may have. So who'd like to begin? Me. I all would. Right, all right, honey, honey. Thank you. You know, I was um, thinking about this um, kind of in the, the end of chapter 9. I started to see this, but it, you see more of a fullness um, mm-hmm. coming out. Is that remember in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Lord said to them, that they would be witnesses to to Jesus in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And for a long time, they concentrated their efforts in Jerusalem. And they, they did that and the Holy spirit began to send them out. And then we see them, you know, we, we have account of them witnessing in Samaria and now they're, they're moving they're moving into what God said, the mandate that he gave them. They're beginning to walk that out. And I just appreciate it being able to see that because sometimes we think, I just wandered into it. I just stumbled into it. And we were kind of talking about that um, in last week's episodes. But that we are, we are moving in God's divine appointments and divine alignments when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we're listening to him in this this account here in chapter 10, the Lord was speaking on both sides. He was speaking both to the centurion Cornelius and he was speaking to Peter and he orchestrated this entire situation. Even the men that he, that Cornelius sent and, you know, to them, them being led in the house and, and things of that nature, the Holy spirit orchestrated all of that. And within it, each of them had the opportunity to refuse God. But they did not. And we see the, the divine connections that the Lord made. I love how the Lord spoke to Cornelius in the way that Cornelius would understand and connect with the word of God being given to him. And then spoke to Peter in a very different way because he knew what Peter's obstacles to faith would be. The obstacles or the hindrances that Peter would have to um, 
continuing to walk in obedience and the Lord was able to speak with him. And Peter took that opportunity to agree with God and obey. Like, Lord, I know this is what I thought beforehand and I don't understand everything that you know, but I know that I can trust you and I know that you're good and you know what you're doing, Lord. So I'm going to go with you and take the next step. So that just, that really blessed me. And I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on it as well. Well, specifically, um, something jumped out at me that just, um, I was talking to my mom last night about the, um, the wonderful aspect of the Bible being a living document mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the, um, how we can read it over and over and over again. And it can speak to us afresh or we may see something and, um, um, just trying to encourage her, you know, in that. And, um, I was sharing with her, like I recently read John eight, um, last month, I think it was. And uh, I, I couldn't get out of it. I kept rereading it and rereading it and I kept rereading it. And it's like, you know, you wouldn't think that reading the same chapter over and over again would be any good. But it's um, it's just amazing how God speaks. And so mm -hmm. um, something just jumped out. I'm like, hey, let's, let's look at that for a second. So mm -hmm. the number three jumped out like three times. And I'm thinking, well, if this vision is so, did, you know, did he each time to go, no, Lord, no, Lord. You know, no, it, it wasn't that way. So there was a, it was there. And I said, well, what? I don't remember three, but I remember we just talked about it in our study of the articles of the, the temple mm -hmm. and all. And, mm -hmm. and so um, we live in an age where we can look stuff up. And I said, well, let me just see what you know I can find. And I couldn't find it in the interlinear because it's not talking about it there. But just a reminder, um, this particular article talks about three um, means harmony, mm -hmm. new life, and completeness. Mm -hmm. Right? So we we can miss the significance of what the scripture is trying to show us here and specifically the personalized message as you were talking about that peter needed to hear there was a completeness and a newness to this that he's recognizing because he would have understood that significance because the importance of the numbers and the way the writing took place in the original text would have really explained that significance and how that stood out to him. Mm -hmm. And so, interestingly, the number three is second only to the number seven in the Bible and appears 467 times. Mm -hmm. Amen. So just tie it into what you were saying there as well about that. It was very unique. The Holy Spirit is wonderfully unique and crafting exactly what we need not only in our lives but even in the way that we need to hear and to our personalities and all that so just mm -hmm. that was just something that was jumping out at me in the moment amen and when you when you mentioned the number three it reminded me of when the lord spoke to peter at after peter had um yeah. denounced the lord yes and in his restoration he spoke to him three times the same message um do you love me and um that was not only significant in Hebrew culture, but also in his personal relationship when the Lord was restoring him. So I'm, I'm sure that got his attention as well. So thank you, Dean. That was a, a lovely, a lovely connection. And you just made a lovely connection that says it's also used as a point of emphasis. So that would have said the same thing to the example that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So it brings it all together. Amen. Yeah. Amen. This, as God always brings it all back to the fullness. So it's a fullness of that and what the Lord had shared with him and then reinforcing it. Mm -hmm. And yet again, over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, you know, when the Lord says something three times, it means he means it. He always means what he says, but it, it gives a confirmation and a solidifying of 
this thing being established. And we see three as Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Such good things in there, mm-hmm. Dean. Thank you so much. Well, and as when um, one of the, uh, was it, it wasn't Peter said, how many times should I forgive my brother seven times? And Jesus said, 70 times seven. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? There's somebody out there listening. You've heard something more than three times. Mm. And you need to hear that right now. Amen. Listen to what you've been told. Mm. Obey. Obey. That was the other part of that. What made this because they had the opportunity to say, no, I'm not going to do it. And Peter did it, actually say no initially. So when the, because he felt like the, um, the Gentiles were unclean, he would have said no when the Holy Spirit sent them because he had his own ideas in the way, his own piety or thoughts of righteousness. But the Lord said, I mean what I'm telling you. And, and also reminding him, I told you to feed my sheep. I told you to look out for them. And you are not the one who gets to determine who my sheep are. What I've blessed, what I've, what I've sanctified or called clean, don't call unclean. You're, that's not your right. It's not your job to exclude anyone because it's not your flock. You are a, a hireling and a helper, but you're not the, the father or the source of it. So just obey and go trusting God that he's good. And I don't think that the Lord was finding fault with Peter or, um, you know, being harsh with him, but he was overcoming those obstacles of his upbringing or his mindset that would have caused Peter to be outside of the perfect will of God. That would have caused him to be fighting against the Lord and moved him from divine flow with the Holy Spirit in agreement to now he's in staunch opposition and becoming like the Pharisees, right? Yes. yes. That, was, that was the same thing. You can't be the Messiah because we don't like you. We don't want you, Jesus. But that's not their choice. <laughs> they are not sitting on the throne with God deciding. They are not, it's not Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Pharisees. You know, or you can put my name in there. He's at, the Lord had to tell me about that. Personally, that's how I know that, that phrase. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Kamisha deciding. It is solely the Godhead, and I'm not a part of it. I get to partake of his blessing, but I'm not on the deciding board. He is. He's the governor. That's it. Yes, then any. Anyone else? I think we all have something that which you can go. Well, share it. No, no, no. It's okay. Share it. I mean, it's just a bit lengthy. Well, can you at least give a preview? And we can continue discussing in a future episode? Yes. Okay. Well, let's hear it, sir. Um, also, another thing that I noticed that was interesting inside of this was as we see it, um, I'm immediately reminded of different places. First thought when he said, no, Lord, this is unclean. I'm immediately reminded of Ezekiel and how when the Lord told him to do something, he said, it was, and Ezekiel was replied and said, this is unclean. And the Lord was just showing was that it was also perceptive of what they thought was unclean. Because if we look back inside the Gospels, Mr. Dean asked this wonderful question a couple of devotionals back. Why were they um, raising pigs? Pigs were unclean animals. So it was just a mindset of what they considered unclean. It was their shifting definition of uncleanliness to suit what they wanted in the moment. It wasn't a set standard saying, okay, the Lord said this and don't do this. But it was, Lord, I know you said you don't do that, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to say what you told me to do is unclean, Lord, and give me an out. And then also with this, I found it interesting was that when Cornelius um, chose the people, they also had a like faith in what he saw. It wasn't them saying, yeah, our, the person who sent us all this, but they had 
I'd say, their own revelation of understanding what was actually seen. It was, if you, an example is, if you try to get someone a message, though they don't believe it's not going to come out right. So if you tell somebody, this is the best manner to do it, and that person tries to go on and instruct others, it's not going to come out as it's supposed to be. There's going to be a a confliction inside the person and what they have to do. So you mean like they would start translating the message versus telling it how it actually was given to them? Yes, and I also say was that with the way they told it, there'll be a lack of conviction. It'll be okay. A, okay, I have to do this. I don't agree with this. And I know that in my own life saying, uh, I really don't agree with this. Like if Leah tells me to pass something on to promise, I'd say, well, Leah said to say this. And then I go on to my own thoughts and say, but I don't think this is right. Oh, so, so there'd be was, some subversion with it. Okay, I understand that subversion and I get it. I get what you're saying. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Keep going. And then also with it, um, I found, also found it interesting that this, what time this was, then he said Peter became hungry and he wanted to eat. And I had asked you about that before, Mommy, and saying I told you that sometimes I get extremely hungry really fast and I want to go eat something. And mm-hmm. you said that's when the Lord was talking to me. And so I just found it interesting the exact same thing was happening to Peter. And then I also found it interesting that he was hu- not hungry afterwards. He was able to go up and do what he had to go do. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, wait, guys, I got to eat this leg of lamb. One second. <laughs> let me finish this. No, he went and did what the Lord told him to do. What does the word say? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Well, and also you see uh, a secondary fulfillment, right, of what the Lord said. Um, he said, I have secret food that you know nothing of, right? Yes. And yeah. my food is to do the will of him who sent me. Amen. Right? So you see that, yes. again, fulfilled here, right? And it's not the only only time or only place. I'm sure if we reflect back on our own lives, we can, uh, and the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance times where, yeah, that might have been the case. You were hungry, but all of a sudden you start doing something for the Lord as he's revealed it to you. And then you see that, that shift. It's no longer on our stomach and filling it, but it's on accomplishing or fulfilling in excellence the task, the purpose the assignment he's given to us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there, there is a, a connection um, to prophetic insight. Absolutely. And things like that happening in the body, like a strong sense of hunger um, that, that does typically indicate like we're just out of nowhere, uh, almost like I have to eat now. If, if I don't eat now, I'm not going to make it kind of feeling. And that does typically indicate that the Holy Spirit wants to speak with you because he is creating a hunger in you and it's a place that only he can satisfy so there is that prophetic connection there Amen. as well didn't you have something you wanted to say you have questions i always have questions I always have oh, thought, okay but yeah no, i'm just i'm digesting at the moment oh okay, okay. digesting the word appropriately as we're talking about <laughs> satisfying hunger okay amen amen. <clears throat> amen well let's pause there for today and uh because i know there's a lot and um allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us and as, as you were just saying brother to, to process things before the Lord and allow him to I'll say help us to understand 
Amen? Yes. All right. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us insight, Lord, so that we're able to do what you want us to do, Lord. And, Lord, I also just thank you for making it that everything, nothing's impossible for you, Lord, and that everything is possible with you. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.